0: If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over
1: here and sit on the far end of the bench.
0: You're right, Best track, Best track. Oh, it's the playoffs, baby. It's the playoffs, Nico. You knew like you saw me, you were with me while I was getting this, uh, beautiful ambiance music that we have playing pretty in the sure you can
1: hear my my scratch ass voice in the back there too <laughs> yeah, I, there everybody it
0: is. was everybody was all scratched up because honestly the game ended way better than we were anticipating let's uh welcome everybody in here bonus episode of the far end of the bench podcast it is playoff time so we're trying to stay as up to date as possible we also did just come back from attending game two against seattle live with uh, the avalanche so Obviously, we've got some vested interest. You're going to be going to actually not going to, but you'll be watching game four tonight, seeing if the Nuggets can can close out the first series sweep. So we have plenty of things to get into and and all of that. But I guess first um, so far so good. I mean, three and three and one possibly going to be four and one in the playoffs so far after tonight. What what have you seen from our teams, and and does this run feel maybe as magical as it did last year?
1: No, we are we are four and one currently because one series two one. Our we're five and one, one series two to one, and the other one is three zero. Oh, so that's not that's not too bad. I'll 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 will I'm not going to jinx it. We're, we're last time we, we thought everything was good, uh, um, things went haywire real quickly. Is all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, look look, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that. Look. I, the nugs look incredible so far it's important to get out with get these bombs off the fucking court from us and and knock them out in four and the avs rebounded very very well in game 3 to get the series uh get the series lead back and get home ice back so uh, like things are things are going really really well in this first on uh, this first round after a really treacherous start from the avs
0: yeah it's it's really good to see them bounce back and it was a little bit, you know, hesitant, but uh, before we start talking about the, I guess we'll go hockey, basketball, and then finish up with a recap of the game fours that we have coming up tonight. It'll be a semi-quick one. If you're catching us live, we appreciate it. Make sure you leave a like on the video, a comment down below. How have you felt so far about the Avalanche and Nuggets playoff runs? Uh, because obviously we're all in this thing together and we're all hoping for the same end result at the end of the day. Uh, at least I, I think so. But before we get into that, at FEO TV pod, all social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, which you're probably watching us live on right now. And be sure to follow at variety underscore sports underscore. I'll be on the uh, NHL post show tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. So I'll be on that live show over on Variety Sports Network. And uh, this recap segment of the NHL playoffs and kind of our experience at ball arena. Will be brought to us by in the clutch sports, in the clutch Sports.com. Make sure you use promo code uh variety sports. When you use that code, you get about 15% off anything in the art gallery. Excuse me, bsn 15 bsn 15 is that promo code for Row One brand. Um uh, I'm all over the place, man. I it's if we're not used to recording on Sunday, so I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a break. Uh, but no, uh, let's talk about it. So game two, expectations going into game three, game Game Two and three. So we'll start with two. Game two, What were your expectations? I know there was a little bit of nervous energy when we were in the in the truck on the way down to the arena. wanted to make sure that we weren't going to be caught in any traffic. We were unfortunately because that's just how Colorado works these days. But going into game two, what were what were the thoughts and feelings that you had?
1: I don't know. I, like I said. Look, you, the 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 first part of Game Two was not ideal at all. Obviously, they had that. They had those two quick goals in the first, and I feel like, holy shit, what is this team? Like that's 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 the feeling you went into. We I, both you and I thought that we they come in, they would come out firing, right? Like the, this team has not lost two straight playoff games since that fucking nine nine. What was it? Nine in a row playoff losses or whatever it was. Uh, three years yeah. Ago, eight, two years eight, ago. Eight. We got swept
0: out in legit two weeks.
1: Yeah, so eight in a row losses. So it, it it's been that long since this, this franchise has lost two in a row. Um, and 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 they responded quickly, right? Like, like I don't know what it took. Maybe it was a kick in the ass, being like, "Oh shit, you're about to fucking do this." Like, like it was a reality check, being like, "Ah, yeah, th- this is possible. This is a very real possibility." And the stars came out to play, right? The stars came out to play, and and that's that's that that's what. That's what the difference between us and the Seattle Kraken is right now. Kraken are a very deep team. Uh, like, like like we were saying in the car on the way, one through four, like all four of their lines could be possibly one line. First line could be possibly the fourth line. There isn't stars. There, there's a couple decent, really good players, but they're all about as even as it gets, and that's that's their depth that helps them so much. But they have no one, and I mean no one, that that matches the skill level even close to Nathan McKinnon and Kim McCarr. And what you saw from McKinnon specifically with Miko in that first line was they just continued the pressure. They continued the pressure in that game too, and just waited for the ice to break. I, I getting that Erod tip, it was not a pretty goal. It was a lucky goal to be honest with you. It, it's it's a weird bounce off a stick for a puck that's going wide. But all you needed to do is have Grubar see one go by him. Because once you see one go by a group bar, the floodgates open. That's exactly what happened in game three as well. Um, Once you get swimming in his head, once he sees sees one in the back of the net, things start getting haywire. If he has a zero goose egg on on the board – Things th- look. He he has all the confidence in the world, but once he sees that one going, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna fucking lose this lead." Oh shoot, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna falter here and go and saves that that should not be dealt because these, these defensemen in front of me are not as good as what I had in Colorado. I all you had to do is open it up, and once you open it up, things just open like like things just worked in the as favor much, much, much more.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing, obviously. A lot is played into whoever scores first in a Stanley Cup playoff game. We had the luxury of the Avalanche doing that quite a bit during their last their run last season. Have not done that yet. <laughs> this, Yeah, no, we have not. And Seattle continues. It's It goes back to that 15%. You, you got 15 seconds of 100% effort, in, in my mind. 15% or 15 seconds, and you got to just absorb that really tough push from the other side know that you're going to be strong enough to come back on on the other end. And I think that's what we're seeing out of this Colorado Avalanche team because in that game, too, the big guys, they did score finally, but they're getting help out from – it wasn't easy by any means. This is not waves and waves of attack. You were tight in the first period. There's a lot of pressure. But once that goal goes in, that – actually, I'm going to go back because you mentioned Erod. I think Erod deserves a lot of credit for that body check that he threw as well. I think that was finally the catalyst of the Colorado Avalanche being like, Oh, we're in the playoffs. We're here. This is, this is the time. Let's go after somebody. Let's get after it. Let's get in somebody's face because we have to make sure that this, we have to play this way. You can't play finesse and try and score 18 goals on your way to a Stanley cup championship. This time, you're going to need to be physical. You're going to need to have a net front presence. You're going to need to throw the body in the open ice. And that's what Erod brought to the table. And then, everything starts to open up offensively in the second
1: period. No, Erod is a guy that obviously in the offseason we're like, oh, is this guy going to be a 2C? Or is this guy going to be the Burr replacement or the Nas replacement or whatever? And, and look, he has – obviously he didn't produce the same numbers those two guys did, but he's been a perfect veteran veteran leadership uh, in this group of, of a lot of young guys, Right. <laughs> like, like like look, there's leadership in this group, but you, you can't lie to yourself. Fucking seeing Ben Myers out there on the third line and Matt Nieto on the third on the second line on game three, you're like, Oh shit, I don't know if these guys are ready for it. And Erod was able to calm them down because he's had that experience along with the rest of our top guys and he's been a perfect addition. Absolutely perfect, and like I said, to get that started in Game Two and and break the ice, I it, it was it was a huge moment, of story, not only just for the game but for the series. It could have been that goal could have very well been a series saver because you're down two zero, possibly going to Seattle Game Three. That could have that could have it could have spilled bad for you. It could have. It was at
0: the point where yes, two zero, you're fine. Especially it's the little cliche that a two zero lead is for a road team is the most dangerous lead in hockey. It's. You, you just have to make sure that you don't go down 3-0. I think this team is good enough if their guys are scoring the way that we know they can to come back from 3-0, but the playoffs, it's difficult. I mean, it, luckily we got those goals as quickly as we did, ended up turning things around, and the 3-2 victory obviously comes after, you know, icing things on uh, icing things in, in the third period. It, it's just – it's such a grittier game, and it's not always going to be pretty, and I'm pulling up the stats now because Georgiev – that night, nine three, one. So he's better in the save percentage wise, but he's still, you know, not close to what Darcy was giving us, especially even before the eye injury. But you don't have to do that. You just have to have like 10-minute stretches where nobody can score on you. You have Eric Johnson fall down in front of the net and block a shot with his head, trying to save off a, a three-on-one shot attempt. It's those little things, the little extra efforts that we're starting to see from this Colorado Avalanche team from everyone up and down the lineup. Like they all realize Landis Cog's not coming back to save us. We're not going mean, to
1: have a, a moment I, like that. I would counter-argue and say that Georgie, after look, those first four periods of, of the series, they were, it was horrendous. But after that, he's been absolutely stellar, in my opinion. Like What he showed in that the ending, after going down 2-0 and, and standing tall... Two goals in the first period, Seattle was buzzing, right? And then you don't let in another goal until obviously game three. I I look obviously you don't you want to score first, you absolutely do, but I, I'd counter argue and say that Georgie has has been the perfect goalie right now. I think the defense has made, has telling, made mistakes. All I'm
0: saying is that he's not producing at like a 40-minute per per game clip. It's like you know, 25 minutes where he's stellar. He's 25
1: minutes of Shisterkin, and that's all you need. And the reason for the reason why Darcy did that last year is because the defense was allowing 25 or less shots uh per game. And frankly, that's never happens. Okay. Like I said, look what Dar- happened to Darcy and fucking Washington. Absolute ass this year. Grubauer, he's having a little playoff run right now because he he's 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 playing his former team, playing it simple. But I I like I said, I think Georgiev is 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 done perfectly and been put in the right position to 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 get these guys going in my opinion and 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 to 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 go off what I was saying earlier that 2-0 lead I was more speaking of the series lead because like I said you you go down 2-0 you don't get that that goal breaker you go down 2-0 going into Seattle if, for game 3 then you're really in trouble and and, and without Erod's tip there that that that, that could have really really spelled bad news like I said you could because look you go down 2-0 in the series not just in a game but in a series it's struck. You lose two at home in a row. That's even that's even worse. And to get that, and then obviously Val with with the the one on the, the incredible pass by Kale to free him open and, and get get a wide open um, backhand shot. They pop top right. I, I look. It was perfect momentum swing. And then look after that second goal went went in from when Val. The, like it, it seemed like the Seattle had no answer for us offensively. It just it just was a ticking time bomb. To be like, all right. When's one dropping? <laughs> That's what it seemed like after on that way to that third goal. When, when is the next one dropping? Taser obviously had had a hell of a shot um, that he that he got off a rebound, with, which Grubauer was letting in or letting up a lot of um, rebound rebound shots. Um, yeah. So I was expecting that to come in. It was it was something that he wasn't doing the first part of the game, but come the third period, a lot of rebounds and Taze had a perfect rebound back in the net, and the pressure just seemed like too much for Seattle to handle.
0: There is now more pressure on Seattle it was cute and you got your first playoff goal you got your first playoff win but now especially after you just had your first playoff game in your home barn which will transition to uh, Val's also a good transition point obviously he did not suit for game uh, three Saturday night he did not play taking care of some issues off the ice so don't really have any detail. Nobody has any detail about it now. Just know that uh, he's dealing with something and hopefully he'll be able to handle that and, and whatever goes on will be a positive outcome uh, at the end of the day. Cause that's all we can hope for. That's all we can think about at the moment, especially with not really knowing and not being around anyone's related to it. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully everything works out and um, works out for him off the ice. Obviously, his play on the ice is much, much missed. And and luckily, the abs were able to hold on for game three um, without him.
0: Yeah, game three was kind of an up and down. Obviously, Seattle, you know, after except for that second period on Saturday, a second period yesterday, since we're I forget we can say that because we're recording live since that second period. The Kraken only score within like the first or the very end of the period. There's not really sustained pressure all the way through the first 10 minutes of the game. They're probably going to get a goal because they're hyped out of their minds. They they just find openings and, and maybe the avalanche aren't ready to go right away. They still end up getting the first goal. They carry that lead until you know, Colorado, the shorthanded attempt, Comfort. Comfort, as much as he didn't take over that role from Nazem Kadri, he still has the knack for scoring big goals in the right moments, and that was the perfect moment for that because if you go down 2-0 at this point, then you're going to have – you're just wasting energy. We all know we would like this series to end as quickly as possible so that the Colorado Avalanche have a little bit more rest before they have to play a team that's physical like Dallas or Minnesota if they go up 2-0 on that power play then you're just like oh shit we're going to have to fully exert ourselves again there's not going to be any break and we're we're just going to have to fight our fight our way back didn't happen they were able to turn it turn things around the shorthanded goals was, was the catalyst uh who got the second goal I, I forget i watched the entire thing last night but i can't even remember i, who got
1: I, it. I, I think that might have – oh yeah it was mac on the on yes, the breakaway. Yep. Yeah, that, that that breakaway the... where he just he basically created the whole thing by himself. Like JT coming up big look, he's been a guy that, that has scored shorthand goals in the playoffs before too. So it's nothing new for him. But Max speed is, is I mean, we'll talk about his power, but let's just talk about his speed for this this in this specific play because I mean look, there was no one on the ice that could that could even catch up with him. Once he once he had the whereabouts to, to tip the puck around the defender, um over the defender's stick to himself. And just have one on one with him and, and him and his former teammate. Like he, it was, it, you knew it was going back in the net. Plain and simple. Like there's there's a couple guys in the league that you know it's one on one of the goalie. This that amount of speed, that amount of power. There's a good chance it goes in. And I would say McKinnon, I would say McDavid, I'd maybe say Matthews. Um, and and the, the list is very short. Plain and simple. The, the, the nine times I ten, that puck go in the back of the net, and McKinnon just just like I say, he just put on the burners and, and could not be stopped.
0: He was on a different level last night. He finished the game with two goals. Miko Ranson didn't finish the game with two goals. Uh, Caleb Carr gets his first goal and an assist on the night. That slap shot. You know, that was like the big thing against him when he was coming out of college is that he didn't have a a very good uh, slap shot. That was not the case. He beat Grubauer high side. Uh, We started to see the, not the regression, but just like, this is the Philip Grubauer that left us in the expansion draft. We let walk and go to Seattle and sign for all that money. Because a, yes, you can. The reason why he,
1: have, he had eighty eight percent save percentage and it was out allowing two and a half goals during the regular season, I had, that's the Grubauer that happened to the regular season that lost his job to thirty eight year old Martin Jones. Let's not forget ourselves, okay? <laughs> uh,
0: and they really, other than a couple like the uh, the guy that you want to look at and say didn't play very well in this one, uh, Alex Newhook, he's the one that gave up. He lost Matty Beneers um for the Kraken second goal and kind of started that little uh, comeback. The, actually the third goal, because that was after Alexiak's backhand, and then Maddie Beneers came in and scored 19 seconds later. They have now the fastest time between transitions. I swear I had flashbacks to like when we first started this show and watching them play Dallas in the bubble, be like, okay, we're up two. Shit. I didn't want us to give up a goal now, but at least you know, we'll come back. We we have time. What the hell? They already scored another one. It's tied. Why is why do we have to be tied in everything team, that
1: we do? The team took 15 seconds off. Well, what was a heck of a second period? You take that fifteen seconds off in the playoffs, um, that'll happen. That'll, that'll happen, playing simple. And and um, like I said, it doesn't matter who the opponent is, you can't take plays off, you can't take seconds off, because when you take that seconds off, that's what happens. And look, the firepower for Seattle, they, like I said, once they got that once they got that second goal. It was that momentum of the building just rocking, getting them to the third. Absolutely. And luckily you were able to come back in the third period and get things, get things turned around just fine. But, but like I said, you can't take, can't take seconds off. You can't take people off. I um, can't, or not take people off. You can't take um, shifts off thinking that, oh, we can, we can go sko- skate through this. No, after, after that third goal in, there was some worry. There absolutely was some wor- was some worry from us and, and luckily the Avs, stayed composed, they stayed cool and said, yep, you know, we took 15 seconds off. This team is still not better than us. And, and they, they showed out in the third. They did end
0: up coming back in, uh, obviously the score ends six, four, not quite as dominant, just the last play out, the power play goal. That's, I guess, something that we can get into, uh, McKinnon kind of loses. It gets the cross-checking penalty at the end. I think it was honestly, it, it was more of a good thing because, you don't have the guy like at this point of the playoffs, Landy would have already fought somebody. You're not going to put McDermott out there so that he can just go and fight. You have to have somebody out there that's not going to let a guy like whatever his name is, Sprong, run around and try and punk your guys and stick your guys in, in places that they shouldn't be sticked in. He was trying to run around a little bit. McKinnon followed him. He could have avoided the check entirely, decided, no, I'm going to wait and lower my shoulder back into him, knock him on his ass, make him look silly in front of all his friends and family that he brought to the game. And then add it, follow up with a little bit of a cross check. You don't want to see him take the penalty there, but hockey is a very psychological sport and you needed somebody to stand back up and go, uh, -uh. if you, if this happens again, you will be speaking with me directly. We will be taking this outside and, and I'm going to ask Connor Garland what it's like, ask Matt Dumba what it's like to try and fight Nathan McKinnon. He's a pretty boy. He scores a lot of goals. That's not a guy that I'd want to fight if, if I were somebody in the no, NHL. It,
1: it, with his power and skill, I mean, look, that, that last goal he had, I have never seen a player like that. Just say "fuck you." I'm doing me. Uh, in the game of hockey, you see it in basketball that a lot, where a guy just says, "Get out of the way. This is my ball, and I'm taking it to the hoop, no matter who's in front of me." McKinnon said, no, this is my puck. Get out of my way, and I'm going to do skate around your whole team. I'm going to make this guy's ankles break. Then I'm going to get the rebound off the puck. I'm going to bulldoze through a guy that's trying to hit hip check me back, and then snipe on top right." I, I. Like, that's one of the most impressive play. I would even say it's more impressive than Kale's uh, uh, twist around play because the way he, the way he first of all drops the defender um, and, and put, sends him back to the blue line and or up to the blue line because he loses him so bad in his skates and then he body checks the guy on his way to keep in the puck and putting the back of that. That's that's the epitome of me, and uh, Nathan McKinnon. I could sit on 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 Thursday show. If it wasn't for number ninety seven, this guy would be the fucking player. Th- this would be the guy that everyone would be talking about. And, and I and I like to make basketball comp complica- or or um. I like to make all these basketball comparisons because I think it makes sense. Nathan McKinnon is the Kevin Durant of, this, of, of, of hockey. Like, like yeah, he, yeah, he's not a snake by any means, but he's this guy that just goes unsung because, oh, yeah, there's this guy named LeBron James in, in the league. Oh, yeah, there's this guy named Connor McDavid in the league. So everyone's like, oh, shit, that's the greatest player in the world right now. It's very hard to test against him. And when you look at him, he's like, oh, that guy's that guy. Like he's that guy. No, like no. Doesn't matter what position of the game he is. Doesn't matter where where in the world he wants to take over. You're gonna have to put three guys on him because two isn't enough.
0: Yeah, when you're the alpha of other alphas, you you stand out. And he's the alpha among a team that also has Miko Rantanen, who by the way also with two goals in the game. If as long as the Avalanche can continue to to be this team, where okay, you got to decide whether you're gonna shut down McKinnon or Miko because you're not shutting them both down. I think Jared Bednar's been a genius so far with the line combinations, moving Lecky and uh, Rodriguez up with Mack and leaving Miko down with guys like JT Comfer and uh, Matt Nieto I know it's not the sexiest thing, and he's having a harder time scoring, but he's still that scoring threat. You've got to manufacture this depth scoring. Miko Rantanen is not a depth player, but when he's playing on that technically second-slash-third line and you have Lecky, Erod, and McKinnon go out there, soften things up and miko comes back in to spell one of these guys that's a better situation than what we've been what we could have hoped so you're not getting that nazim kadri s guy but basically now miko Rantanen is the nazim kadri replacement because he's playing he's basically centering your second line
1: and bednar does such an incredible job because he knows the moments right because there's moments where miko's back out there with kim and there's moments where you can you can run miko with those second guys they'd be like you know we need we need this momentum swing is big. We need both those dogs out there. It's very interchangeable lines that it's not a set in stone, oh, fuck all right, Miko, you're not out there with the first guys anymore. It's it's a hey, we need one. Nico, go play with Mac. Um, E-Rod dropped a two or, or, or Lucky dropped a two, and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll have those extra shift those first and second line guys later on. Like it's 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 a, a very interchangeable line system. Yeah, they dropped the lines at the beginning of the game and dropped the um, who who's gonna be where, but it, by the end of the game, things are just getting mucked everywhere. And that's where Bednar is so great at, 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 at just knowing his players and knowing what needs to happen when. I,
0: I think last thing before uh, I do want to – we're going to end this segment talking about the avalanche with the the sound from inside the arena from our seats when Taylor scored his game-winning goal from game two. And the last thing with the avalanche, it's special teams because the power play has not found anything yet. We're 0 for, for the season against seattle on the power play which is insane to think about but the penalty kill outside of the one garbage time goal that they got the other night on on their power play with mccann's tip has been pretty goddamn good like as about as good as you can hope for they're damn near 100 so special teams they're not going to stay this way what kind of a split between power kill penalty kill and power play would you like to see because obviously they got to start scoring some power play goals
1: I, look, in my opinion, yeah, the pucks aren't dropping in the back of the net, but the amount of shots you're getting from the power play is is, is been a lot better. That that third game and that second game, the power play was producing. I'd be hard pressed to say that oh, that the puck won't drop in the net eventually. And look, the, I yeah you would like to see the puck go in the back net but i've 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 no problem with what what the what the power play has done the first the last two games first game obviously should have been a lot better but the last two games in my opinion has been a lot better and the pk obviously outside the the, the one shorthanded goal in game two has been very good as well so, so i mean the power play sorry has been very good as well pk and power play both so i i look i i think that I think that you get the right guys out there will be helpful. I think Erod's veteran leadership. Confer's done a really good job clearing pucks too. I think, look, you have veteran leadership on the back end. That's that's the thing that helps you with penalty kills in the playoffs. And um, I'm not worried about the penalty kill at all. Obviously, you just want to see the puck go on the back net for the power play. But I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that they're not getting chances. They absolutely are getting chances. They're absolutely they're absolutely getting opportunities. They just need to put it in.
0: Yeah, I, I see the opportunity. I mean, they're getting there. Like I said, I think it's going to change. If you can get, you know, maybe you give up a, two more power play goals. You'd like to see it stick around like one and a half maybe. But just getting a little bit more, getting the shots there. Because once you get shots on net, that's how you get goals. You can't score with if you don't shoot. There's a lot of similarities that I talk with, talk about in wrestling with all these. So I'm going to get this correct now. Before, so we're going to listen to the, the sounds from the stadium for goal three Tasers uh, game winner off the rebound from the shot from MacDog in game two to beat the Seattle Kraken and take a their first game of the series. And now, obviously, they're up 2 1. We're going to get into predictions towards the end of the show. This is presented by Row One Brand. Row One Brand, get 15% off any item in the art gallery when you use code VSP15, uh, VSP15, and you get 15% off anything in the art gallery. Um, and now with their watch sale, they were actually doing a, a brand new watch sale, VSN 20. If you're buying one of their watches, you get 20% off. So two different promo codes, depends on what you're buying, but check out row one brand row proud sponsor of the variety sports network. And this podcast, here's the sounds from ball arena inside the can for goal. Number three tasers game winner from game two. everybody gets the gist obviously we had a good time um it's insane to be in there for playoff games shout out to ball arena uh i don't i know that he's a professional athlete and it probably didn't affect him that much but that guy that was doing leading the group hour sucks chance from way behind us you the guy that you kept saying was losing his voice he deserves a medal because that had to get unbearable towards the end of the game when you just hear every one guy with almost no voice left screaming out your last name, and everybody else around him going "you suck," that's got to leave a sour taste in, in the mouth of Grubauer. Um, probably a good reason why he's no longer here.
1: But let's yeah, talk about uh, very, yeah, very that, that is that is the understatement of the year. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's
1: it's it's all what I'm
0: what I'm full of understatements. Let's stay in the Western Conference first. Um, Stars and Wild. Wild are up two one. I was listening to the game the other night. They were just kind <clears> of <throat> having their way with Dallas, obviously end up with a 5-1 win. The thing about Minnesota, and it's really showing against Dallas because, yeah, you got guys that are tough like Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan, but there's nobody that is – if anybody on the wild does anything, nobody on Dallas is going to be able to step up and, and legitimately challenge Ryan Reed. Ryan Reed no, is the uh, X factor that has kind of pushed this matchup. I mean, that's what we're seeing. Minnesota right now up 2-1 with game um, – game four obviously coming up later tonight, so by the time people are listening to the recording of this tomorrow, it might be different. But Minnesota is just a tough, hard-nosed team, and it's it, messing with Dallas to a no end at this point.
1: And what a terrible series from from your start, right? Horrendous, right? This is the guy that everyone said, oh, this guy could steal you a series. could steal you games in the playoffs. Look at this, three goals, seven or, or five, three goals again, and then five the other night. I There's going to be some problems. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be some problems. And, and Dallas, has, this is a must-win game four today as we're, as we're speaking. It's a must-win because you go down 3-1. Hockey is 3-1. Leads are, are much tougher to come back than basketball, funny enough. It it, it, it can be very treacherous because you have to win. Uh, 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 you're going to have to win games on the road. And, and you have home, home ice, and you've lost it. I I – it's it's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be very, very tough for Dallas to get back to this because I think losing Pavelski it didn't hurt them in game two. I think I think they were um it didn't hurt them in game two because he was able to just they were able to ride the momentum and be like, Oh shit, let's play for Joe and now that you rode that momentum and now you're here at game two and you're game three and you're like, Oh, Joe isn't out there now, right? That that leadership is gone, that 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 backbone of the team is gone. How are we gonna how are we gonna respond and they responded poorly very 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 poorly and you have to get this game for when of Dallas. you you need to split
0: because right now it's it's basically been back and forth if you continue to get the split then you have a, a puncher's chance game five you're the home you have home ice advantage so if nothing else you can always try and fight it back and, and get back there but it's been you know small things obviously in the double overtime game Dallas should have had that thing sewn up before they even got to overtime and Minnesota is able to fight them and and steal that game. So far, if I were to just, you know, speaking as a guy who's going to play one of these teams in the next round of the playoffs, Minnesota is going to be a much tougher matchup. Minnesota has a lot of the same vibes that St. Louis had last season where they were going through that first round of the playoffs and you're like, damn, they're just tough. Like, they're tough.
1: They they are they are tough. But to, to argue with you, I, I the offensively, the, the stars scare me a lot more. Like like if I if I want to if I want to want to run a track meet and, and and face a team that 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 we can go win game six to five, I think we can do that against Dallas. If you're gonna have to win a two one game three three two game, then it's gonna be Minnesota. I I think that. Look, that that may be helpful. That may play into our into our strength here. That's going to be a lot more pressure on, on obviously Georgia and and Gus. I think his name is Gus. I keep forgetting what his name is, the Minnesota goalie that they put out there. But it's going to be a lot more pressure on them if it it's a three to two ball game. Absolutely will. And, and I think that we. I don't know. I I, th- I think that the, the the toughness would be tougher. But I think that we can go up and down on some of these defensemen. It's just going to be tougher to put in the back of the net against Dallas. I, I don't know. That's that, That's just my opinion.
0: Uh, with what I've seen from Ottinger and how they've been able to – He's had struggle,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, it, and in, I don't see that unless he turns it around himself. And it's weird, too. I was listening to the Stars broadcast since I have the Sirius app. I like to go around and I scout the different – media markets and the different uh, ways they talk about their team. They love Ottinger. Like they find every single excuse they can to blame goals on anybody but him. So if he, I mean, he has the confidence of his fan base. He's not going to be hearing any bullshit or anything like that. If he can figure himself out, then yeah, they're going to be, that's the seed, the second seed. They obviously came down to the very last game to almost winning the division with the Colorado avalanche. So it's not like they're not here for a reason. Ottinger played out of his mind last year, had really good start to the series I've been great since Minnesota just maybe I don't even I don't really fear, fear them beating us even if, if we play Minnesota we're going to have to worry about who are we going to lose in this goddamn series who are they going to hit and the NHL is not going to call a penalty on who are we going to lose because Minnesota took a, a liberty with somebody I think if we do play Minnesota Dermott is going to see majority of his possibility of playing because they're just going to have to figure that out I don't want that to happen. That's what I'm most fearful of playing Minnesota.
1: Yeah, that that, that that's definitely true. The physicality would be much different between the two. Um, I think I think. Look, in my opinion, I think Dallas is more talented. Obviously, Kaprizov is a hell of a player, and I think they have some they have some tough guys. And Dallas is a much more talented. Talented team, hence the reason why they're one of the one of the division leaders for most of the year. Um, I think obviously Minnesota would just be a tough one. That like look. The Avalanche last year showed if you want to play tough guy with you with us, you're not going to fucking last. Edmonton tried to do it, San Luis tried to do it, like I, I, Tampa Bay tried to do it. Everyone tried to do it with us in that team. It didn't last. Teams that where we struggled was when teams when teams had offensive firepower going, and, and, and that's what happened to the previous two playoffs as well. So that that physical toughness, I don't think that 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 bothers this team anymore. I think it's the It's the the mental mistakes on the back end that lead to good offensive chances for good, high-quality players.
0: Uh, Game four coming up tonight. Who do you think? Do you think Dallas gets the win and they split it again, or do you think Minnesota takes a 3-1 lead and comes that much closer to finishing out the series?
1: I I think they even it up. I I really do. I think they even it up.
0: I think I'm going to go with uh, Dallas evening up the, the series as well. This is what we see a lot. I'm hoping this one goes seven just to beat the shit out of each other a little bit more. Um, and then game five, obviously coming up next Tuesday, if, if it is a clinching game, uh, or if it isn't, it will be taking place in Dallas and Minnesota will have that possibility on uh, TBS on Tuesday, last series out of the Western, oh, two more series, excuse me. Now we're into the Pacific, the Pacific, the Pacific, the Pacific golden Knights take a two, one series lead, by the way, wild that it, all of the series are two, one currently there is not another rec- series record between, um, anybody in the Stanley cup playoffs, but Vegas has righted themselves. They've calmed themselves down, took overtime the other night. Winnipeg is proving to be just as good at, as Seattle. At You know, if you underestimate them, they're going to give you a hell of a game. And outside of game two, where Vegas pretty much dominated, I'd say Winnipeg has shown they're just as good. This, this Western Conference playoffs is deep. It's not like there's only two teams that are going to be competing for a Stanley Cup championship. I think we can talk about these two teams we've already talked about obviously the four that we've, we've mentioned, uh, maybe not Seattle so much, LA and Edmonton also could be on this list of teams that can compete for the Western conference final and have that bid to re- represent the West in the, in the Stanley cup finals against whoever makes it out of the East. But uh, this has been a back and forth series so far.
1: No, both, bo- both those series have absolutely been back and forth. I mean, look, Winnipeg, Comes back down for three goals to force overtime. Luckily, Vegas was able to sneak out an overtime goal to get that win there. But they would have been in big, big, t- big trouble if they if they would have gave up a three goal lead and got went down two one and and not pay, which is a very, very tough barn, very, very tough barn. And this this Edmonton and Kings series, I I don't understand why what, what the Oilers are doing. I th- this is this could be a colossal failure, colossal failure if you lose in the first round again. Look, this this is the, this is nearly the same exact team as last year, except you upgraded with a goaltender. You don't have 45-year-old Mike Smith in that anymore. You have Jack Campbell, who was who's, who's, who's a guy that was one of the top half goalies of the league last year. I, I – I, this look, it'd be a colossal, colossal failure, and Edmonton not doing much of the deadline too could hurt them even more. I look, give it all, all kudos to, to, to the Kings as well because they're playing great, great hockey right now. I follow playing well. Um, obviously, obviously, Kopitar company, like the Cafe especially, they're they're getting production from from all, all across the board, and they're telling Edmonton, hey, everyone else beat us outside of your top two. Drysdale, McDavid, you're not going to beat us. Everybody else beat us. It took until Game Three for for McDavid to get his first 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 apple, okay. and then he ripped off two. I, I just think that that if if Edmonton really wants to get where they think they should be, they're going to need to turn this around quickly.
0: And I will say, I'll add on to that, Leon Drysdale. If you're the second best player in the world, make it so that the Edmonton Oilers can win without McDavid scoring points. That's what you're there for. You're there to prove that you're the second and third best scorer on, in the world. Evander Kane, I I'd challenge him the same way. If you're going to really be there for his backup, then back him up. Like, don't just sit out there and hope, oh, like is going to make a play. Maybe not. Philadelphia, or, F- Philip Deneau is one of the best defensive forwards in, in hockey. I said that he was going to make life difficult for Connor McDavid. He has done so, so far. Um, the Kings lead that series 2-1. So let's get predictions for uh, game four of Vegas and Winnipeg that's coming up on Monday who takes
1: that one first game up in Canada for that series Nick, who do you got I, I think Winnipeg gets one at home I think they, they'd be even the series 2-2 two two. I don't think Vegas steals two on the road All
0: right I uh, I tend to agree with you especially since they pushed it to overtime Winnipeg just has to get out to a faster start and I think they have a good shot of evening up that series then LA and Edmonton it's the the last game uh, in Edmonton or excuse me in Los Angeles for the time being, uh, that takes place tonight. Game four, Edmonton or the Kings. Who do you think?
1: This this is a tough one. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Edmonton. I think that I think that they look if they go down three one, it's 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 gonna be some bad news. It's I a little chalk
0: there. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling
1: a little chalky. Yeah, so I, I I'm I'm gonna go Edmonton just because I think that they don't go down three one. It'd be uh, like, it'd be all hell break loose.
0: Yeah, I I am hoping for that hell to break loose. I think that LA is going to get the win, and I they can finish this thing in five. I think LA takes out Edmonton in five, even though they were the hottest team at the end of the regular season. That's why regular season awards, regular season records, don't matter. And that's there. We'll transition over now to the Eastern Conference because talk about a team that has to definitely forget what they did in the regular season. It's the Boston Bruins. Maybe they just fell asleep. Who knows? They are uh, currently playing. Boston and Florida in their game four on on Sunday afternoon as we're recording this it's zero zero at
1: the moment but game three Boston Boston, Boston up one zero
0: did
1: it did the just score oh yeah no no okay. it, yeah it's it's one zero I got the, I got the game on on my iPad but yeah I I, look yeah All Mark look All Mark had a very very rough two first two games obviously they were able to squeeze by that first game and it seems like these last two um these last two playoff games obviously the start of game four then the end then all of game three um he calmed down he calmed down absolutely it seemed like the moment was too big for him for a guy who had zero i mean absolutely zero playoff experience um getting 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 some momentum for 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 you going and getting possibly two two road wins would be massive like i said they're gonna have a they're gonna have a war on their hands in the next round. They they absolutely will because we'll talk about the rest of these series because like you said, you want to get out of the first round series as quickly and as soon as possible because the Eastern Conference is not 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 a place to sit around and fuck around with seven games with teams that you should be beating much better. Uh, I'm hoping that Matthew. This
0: is the only time in my life I'm ever gonna cheer for Matthew Kachuk. I want him to harass Brad Marchand until he wants to quit hockey. That's my charge. I I don't care if Florida wins another game. Just make Brad Marchand hate his life. And then that'll be I'll be I'll be just fine with that. Whatever happens in the rest of the playoffs, that's fine. But Matthew Kachuk is a guy that can get underneath a ratty bastard like. Brad Marchand. And that's not even, a, he takes that as a compliment. That's how he plays the game. That's how he's always played the game. And that's why he's one of the, the, he is one of the premier players, but Boston needs to make sure that they just don't fall asleep. Cause I honestly think that's what game two was where they lose six, three um, go and, and they lose out in the scoring differential on both those last two periods of that game, but they've seemed to right themselves. It would be shocking for me six, maybe, but if it goes seven, I'm, I'm going to be, Absolutely shocked. I don't see, see, see being I mean,
1: in. I think Boston wins, wins, wins this game that they're playing currently, and I think they finish at home. I, I think that they move off in five. It was it was a good run by Florida, all day, all day, but uh-oh. Shouldn't have
0: been there. So they, they have a lot to, to be happy with, I guess, on this season. I, even I, though, I,
1: I would not necessarily say that after being the one seed last year and being the President's Trophy winners last year. I would yeah, not, but it wasn't yeah. the same team. They, they like, totally didn't have the they, same team. They quote-unquote thought they upgraded, though. Right, yeah, they, 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 they they thought they upgraded. They're going to close. So Huberto I mean, didn't I, do
0: much in Calgary. I think it was just a lose on both ends. So yeah. um, Tampa and Toronto. Tampa, they'll be playing their game three, or they played game three last night. Toronto won in overtime. A gutsy performance to push that thing in overtime, especially when you consider the last fact where they scored. They they didn't have. I think they had like seven shots in the entire period. Down by a goal, they had seven shots in the entire third period. They make it so that they get into overtime. Ryan O'Reilly um, turns back into t- the 2019 con Smythe winner right in front of the net, gets the tip, gets it past Vasilevsky. I didn't get to see how they scored in overtime, but just the way that they were able to get that
1: there—it was a we keep trying round to uh, snipe from the left corner that Vasilevsky did not even see. Apparently, like it, it was, it was a beautiful snipe in the top left. I look this, this, this Toronto. Like like Toronto answered very, very well. Very, very well. Tampa Bay has a tough barn, absolutely a tough barn. And and to get that game three win was huge. And I feel like, too, this we keep
0: trying to look for ways that this team isn't the way that they have been for the last however many years, that they haven't been winning in the playoffs. And this is a game, they hadn't beaten them back-to-back in this entire two-year span that they played in the playoffs. They hadn't won back-to-back games. And they finally do that. They get the monkey off their back and, and prove to themselves that they can do this kind of thing and win, win, put multiple games in a row. So maybe that is the catalyst, but I think Ryan O'Reilly plays a bigger importance factor, especially at this, he didn't play well at the end of the regular season, but that's not what you pick up a guy like that for. He's like an Andrew Cogliano. Is he going to score 25, 30 goals? He's not, but he's, he's a leader. He, when he scored that goal, that's what fired them up. He got them going through overtime. And I'm very impressed with what they were able to do and I was about to come on here after, you know, if if we didn't have last night's game to talk about, or if they would have lost in the third period, like they were looking uh, about to on Saturday, we would have had a different conversation, but Toronto wins seven, two, and then four, three in overtime. And now setting up Monday night could take a possible three, one series lead, but that's going to be, a tough task, especially cause I think Hedman is moving towards possibly be possibly
1: being ready to play. He played game three. He, he did play yeah. game three. He suited up. He obviously did not seem like he was full 100%. Um, the main, the main story of this game though, was the ghost goal. The, the, the goal that was, that was, sitting on, I believe it's uh, not swimming. What's his fucking name? Samson off pads that Tampa Bay tipped in that the the referee called dead before the puck went on the net. It seemed like the puck should have been good to go because the puck was just bouncing around and the ref didn't see it and called, called it and took away a Tampa Bay goal that would have, that would have won them the game. It's 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 a it's a ghost goal that, that absolutely hurt them in the long run. It's crazy to think that you know that that the uh, that the, the head officials over there in Toronto helped the call in the playoffs for Toronto to win the game. It's funny. It's a little fishy if you don't think, if you don't mind me. Crazy to think about that. But I look Toronto this seems like a different Toronto team than years past. That that What they were missing was obviously that veteran leadership, and I really do think they have them. Like we said on, on Thursday's show, they get this monkey off their back. Who knows how far they can go because I, I think they're as good as anyone in the East.
0: There's a, a lot of teams that people are, are saying – I know you listen to chick Chickalips like I do. I think uh, he said it about the Edmonton series, and then obviously Biz is a big Leafs fan. It, whoever wins these really tough series, whoever gets tested – they look much better as as things move on. Uh, let's real quickly since we talked about both those series. The other side of the East, uh, Hurricanes and Islanders. Canes lead two one, but the Islanders able to bounce now. back and get three one. Oh, I did now. not realize
1: that they already played. Yeah, they played okay. this morning three one. So it looks like forget everything I mean, that I said. Yeah, goodbye New York. Goodbye. I have a- Islanders are going to have to win two on the road with 10,000 screaming caniacs over there. So it's, 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 it's all surreal for the Islanders. Second loudest barn in the NHL. I will give them that they are crazy
0: over in, in Land. Don't have to talk about that one much now. Uh, next game that we have to, to discuss New Jersey bounces back and gets the overtime win, but it's still like, it's, it's almost like they're two over. different. It is, over. it is, but it's almost like they're two different levels of team. Because the Rangers can just go out there and dominate whenever they want to. Yeah, they, they didn't look great and also, lost in yeah. overtime, but it's not like you've, you've looked at this series and go, New Jersey's going to, this is how New Jersey can win. No, they're going to be lucky to win a game you don't have a blueprint set out for how New Jersey's going to win the series.
1: They should be lucky to be able to win a game, but if New York wants to play with their food or or as Doc Rivers said, play with their meat, I I, I they're going they're going to lose games that they shouldn't. plan. simple. It's just starting letting in soft goals and you you're giving up good chances. Look, Devil started a 21, I think it's 20 or 21-year-old goalie who's like 6'7. First playoff at a game ever and game three. And he played out of his damn mind because Blackwood was absolutely horrendous those first two games. You get that momentum, you ride a little momentum. Look, look, you're in the you're in the series. You get you have some life now going into game four. You absolutely do. You should not be in this series. The New York is much more talented than you across the board. But if New York wants to be complacent, they want they want they want uh, make bad turnovers, take dumb penalties, get you power play goals, then you're going to run into a long series, and that's exactly what New York is is run, is going to have to run, run into here. They have to win, and they don't have to. But look, you win Game Four, you can you have three chances to, to to beat the Devils, and I think that that seals the deal. Plain and simple, you have to win Game Four, you win the series. Um, you lose Game Four. All of a sudden, now you're now you're like, oh shit, can we win at home? Oh shit, we have to win on the road twice now again. Oh boy, here we go. So I it's 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 like I said, New York has to win this game four, in my opinion.
0: All right. Um, so we made predictions on everything else. Let's before we transition away from hockey, let's talk about the avalanche and, and what predictions we have. So game uh four will be played tomorrow night, and then game five will be on Wednesday. Here's the how I'm going to phrase it so you don't have to necessarily throw out a jinx. Are we preparing for a game 6 when we have our podcast episode next week? So obviously we record uh we release on Thursdays. So that means we would record on Wednesday after the game. Are we talking about possible game 6 for the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken or are we talking about them moving forward in into the next round?
1: I would say yes. I I, I want us to win. Obviously, I'll be rooting for the boys to win. But like, like I said, I expect Seattle to get one. I, I another one at home. Like I, I think that I think that they'll be ready. I think I think if they're not deflated, I, I like if the Avs win game four, it's it's over at five, and we're talking about the next series moving on. This game four will decide if it goes six because. I, I look, I don't want it to go seven, but but there's a possibility if you lose this game four that you go seven. Like I said, it'd be it'd be deflating, an absolute deflator if if you if you don't have the guys that you have on your roster and you take both on the road. Plain and simple, let's not forget one of the best road teams in hockey this year with the Colorado Avalanche. Weirdly really enough, the Avalanche weren't very good at home, but they were great on the road. And Seattle was 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 really good at home and, and not great on the road. So it, it plays into your factor of you just win another one on the road series so should be over in five, and then you can prepare for the next one and get ready because that war over there in the second round will be will be a tough test. Uh, it's important, in my opinion, to get this game four win, uh, but it's not it's not mandatory. You already did what you needed to do in getting home ice back in game three.
0: I think they get the game four win and fairly easily because they have been so dominant on the road. That goes all the way back to last year's playoff run. So I think that they'll get game four win, but I think they have the possibility, especially with the lack of talent and the lack of depth on this team, I could see them blowing it in game five, maybe not even blowing it, but just not being able to clinch the series and and pushing it to six. But then they'd love winning series on other teams' ice. I can tell you that much. They love doing that because they did that. We didn't get a single game clincher or series clincher game in Colorado last year. That's just how things rolled. Um, That's your look at the NHL playoffs sponsored by Rowan Brand. Uh, row one brand.com make sure you use code either vsn15 for anything off 15 uh, percent off anything in the art gallery or vsn20 for 20 percent off their new line of watches over at the row one brand row one brand.com uh, we are moving right along with this playoff bonus episode of the podcast now we just get to talk about some basketball uh, when we have our episode released on thursday that's obviously draft day so that's since we're doing this episode we will have a little bit of time to talk on wednesday about some some draft things and free agency what we kind of predict maybe we'll even do a live mock draft or something like that but we will have uh, <clears throat> that discussion later on this week in the nba right now there's already one team into the second round that's the philadelphia 76ers they did confirm your theory they swept the brooklyn nets elsewhere around um the bracket new york Knicks lead the Cavs 3-1 Phoenix leads the Clippers 3-1. The Denver Nuggets lead the Minnesota Timberwolves 3-0. Um, and then it's a bunch of two-win series outside of that. So, first, let's let let's go. Do you want to go Nuggets or do you want to go Sixers? Well, well, do you well, your we'll love leave, or your
1: hate first? We'll, we'll, we'll leave the Nuggets for last because there's some things I want to touch and preview for tonight's game as well um, because I think it could be the last time we talk about the series, in my opinion. It shouldn't be the last time we talk about this series. So, we don't have to worry about that. But the Eastern Conference, look, Philly – took care of business. They absolutely took care of business. It's, it's what was needed. And the fact that Doc Rivers is already spilling the, uh, oh, Embiid isn't 100% right now. T makes me think that they're ready to lose to Boston. So they're dead. funny. It's, it, it, he's always saying, oh, Embiid's worrying about back problems. Sounds like just an excuse waiting to happen. Plain simple. So look, yeah, you freak. faced a team that didn't have a guy over six foot eight that could guard you. <laughs> and that and that's and that's being generous. <laughs> so so I look, congrats. You won game, get series one, you swapped them. You sh- it's exactly what you should have done. They shouldn't have got a game against you. They're a far less talented team. A team's only in the playoffs because of the first forty-five games of the season. And when, when they had KD playing for them. So, so that, that's that for that series. This, this New York and Cleveland series is buzzing right now. I, 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 look, the Rangers are in the playoffs. Yes, but that is a Knicks town. It will always be a Knicks town. I, I, the, when the Knicks are good, there isn't a, there isn't a more talked about team in that city. And right now the Knicks taking a three, one lead and, they have a very good chance at the Western or sorry, not Western, Eastern Conference Finals right now. You look at what's happening over in Miami with 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 Giannis being injured too. It's, it's it, the doors open. The doors open for an Eastern Conference Finals, right? The door is wide open. And and look, Julius Randall, Jalen Brunson, and company have been incredible. The addition of Josh Hart at the deadline. My God, what a fucking pickup! Because he's been the backbone defensively and offensive spark for this team. It'd be hard pressed to think that that New York. Can't get past it past these guys in five or six, or or what, what what's what's what else is going to happen with this team because this is team this team, team believes this team believes and you get to these cross Finals, who knows what may happen um, going yeah going go, go, going forward after that like like I said Giannis they, without Giannis the Bucks aren't going to be Miami plain and simple they won't they won't if, if, if they if they like being down two one. Now playing game four in Miami, three one would be a death death note for for a Eric Spolstra coach team, an absolute death note. And you don't Giannis is a must play in game four. If he has not played in game four, you are saying ah, the series is probably over, and it's an eight seed upsetting a one seed. So that 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 that's the problem happening in Milwaukee. Absolutely.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't even notice. I so confident that Milwaukee was going to win that series that I didn't realize Miami is up two one. Um, elsewhere for next round, it seems like we're going to have Boston versus Philly. Um, Boston should
1: would, roll over Atlanta tonight. Atlanta had had yeah. the one had one game where they were like, ah, we have a little momentum. Good for us. Like that's a big win to to get the juices flowing. But I, I Boston should win this in five. It was it will be a gentleman sweep. And then for next
0: for the next round that two three matchup Boston or Philadelphia who do you think I know I know how you feel about Philadelphia oh, and I know I, what you're thinking I, I, about this
1: I, I will say Boston Boston's to lose Boston it'll be Boston's to lose because Boston in my opinion is a much better team and Philly cannot guard up defensively like they they cannot defensively guard each other, guard Tatum and Gianna Brown and company and defensively uh, you can throw yeah. uh, Time Lord on Embiid you can throw. Uh, I don't know about Al Horford, though. You can throw some of these other bigs for Boston on Embiid and, and divert to making Harden beat you or Tobias Harris beat you or Tyrus Madison beat you. And I think that, that Boston's depth is much, much better.
0: I think, too, it would be hilarious to have MV, Embiid win the MVP and then also get eliminated in the second round because that's all we've heard from Philadelphia fans, is that it, it oh MVP wins, but you don't make it fast the second round. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You're doing the same thing. And our MVP didn't have – phantom back issues in the second round of the playoffs because he's afraid. He just has to make sure that his excuse is ready for when they lose. Oh, sometimes basketball players just drive me up a fucking wall, Nico. I I like you, but everyone else can – everyone else gets on my nerves every now and and then.
1: It happens. It happens. It drives everyone up a wall. It absolutely does. And like I said, the East, in my opinion, all of a sudden with with how New York has played against Cleveland – there's a possibility they could be a finals team. It's weird saying that. But th- like I said, it, it feels it feels as though that the winner of the Boston Philadelphia series will be in the finals because Milwaukee is just is a ticking time bomb right now. Without Giannis, they're not making any pass the second round if they get there.
0: Uh over on the other side of things, there are is a game going on. I'm getting that score pulled up here um now because the kings and warriors are at halftime the kings leading 69 65 obviously a step back the other night we knew that golden state was a different team at home um were there what were the adjustments that would have needed to be made and were those adjustments made for this king's team on how you because you're gonna have to win one in golden state i don't you, you have home court advantage but i feel like if you let them get too far out with their momentum that's a bad thing for you so how do they bounce back and secure the victory that they currently have right now sitting at halftime. I'm, I know Kings fans, if they're listening,
1: are probably pissed at me. but Yeah, 69-65 right now at halftime. I, look, Warriors, this is a must-win for them. You lose this game, the series is over. It's weird yeah. saying that about the Golden State Warriors. Plain and simple, but I think our – They can't win on the road,
0: to- yeah. They I- cannot
1: win on the road to save their life to save their life, their life depended on it, gun to the head. Yeah, they're not winning the series if they lose game four. So this is a must win game. If you lose this game, then you're then you're in trouble. Maybe you might be able to squeeze one win in a row, but lose, but trying to win two in a row uh, three in a row against Sacramento with two home games in Sacktown with the beam would be a nightmare. Would be a nightmare and they they'd be done and the defending champs would be lose to a team that hadn't been in the playoffs in seventeen years. Plain and simple. So and, and look the like game three obviously they didn't have Draymond. I'm not gonna sit here and say that they're better than they, than they better without Draymond. But you had other guys step up. You had Moses Moody step up. You had Jonathan Kaminga step up. Step up. You had young guys ready to flourish in the world. Instead, Draymond's making it about himself. This game four, he, he's hyping up, jumping around, doing everything, coming off the bench. And in my opinion. There's too many distractions for this Warriors team. Play ball. You're a much better team. you, you like. I wouldn't say much better team. I take that back. But you are you you are basically running back the same roster as you had last year to where that what got you to the NBA Finals and one, That no one touched you, right? That you swept two out of the four series getting to the finals. Same exact team nearly, and here you are just 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 running on two legs. And and Sacramento is the worst matchup possible, just running you up and down the court constantly, and defensive pressure, just just being an absolute havoc defensively. So, like I said, I I, I look, I took, I, I think that I, I think the Sacramento can win tonight, I, or today, I really I really do. They think they can, and them them getting that opportunity to go up three one with a uh, series clincher, game five. It's gonna be over in five, plain and simple. It won't be it won't go back to Golden State because that beam team will, will the beam that city will be losing its damn mind and Golden State will be a first round exit.
0: Um, let's go to the Lakers. So obviously the LeBron killer, that guy should have just kept his mouth shut. Uh, did, did LeBron put 40 on him? Can he respect him now? Or did he not get 40 the other night? I didn't he did not him.
1: get 40, but he didn't okay. have the chance to, because Dylan Brooks decided to punch him in the nuts and have a flagrant two foul. Yes. That, that is, that is real. Why that is everybody punching him. everybody in the nuts now? I, I, I don't know. It sometimes is a kick, but he legit, what, what, what fist to balls, and, and, yeah. and, and lebron and, and falcon, falcon push and Dylan brooks is hurting his team this memphis grizzlies teams are the frauds that i've been talking about all season but let's not forget i've been trying to tell everyone this memphis team doesn't scare me it really doesn't there's three teams in the western conference that scare me right now it's the clippers suns and and the Golden State Warriors. And look, I think we can get past the Sacramento Kings. I think great for them. But if Golden State gets hot at the right time. It's tough to beat them. Plain simple. That's the only team that scare me. Memphis does not scare me. That team is that team does not have leadership, does not have bigs inside to guard anybody. plain simple, Anthony Davis and LeBron James healthy could beat this team. They absolutely can. And 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 I, I, I really, like, like I said, look, John Murray had 22 straight points in the fourth quarter, and they still lost by fucking 15. That's, that's, that, if you're Memphis, you're like, shit, how, how do we, how do we improve on this? Like like, 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 this is this is some of the best shots we're given. The Lakers are just handling us, plain and simple. So you want to talk? You look, you want to play around, play funny games, you play, win, win funny prizes, plain and simple. So the, the Lakers, God, they wish they get to they get to play at Memphis in the first round, and they get to and and, and they get to have a chance to, to go up three one on a series But LeBron is very, very hard to beat two times in a row, let alone three times in a row. Doesn't matter what team is on. It just seems like. Play. It's like it's a plus that
0: that game tomorrow is going to be something where you know. You just should have kept your mouth shut. Kept worrying about playing basketball. Once you beat them, then maybe you can suck as much as you want.
1: And playing it simple. The Lakers fans want Dylan Brooks to play. They don't want him suspended because he's fucking sucked. The dude's shooting at a fucking, I think, 6% clip right now from three, from three, this series. Yeah, they want him to play because of how poorly he has been defensively. He wants to talk that shit. Go ahead. Please play. Please try to guard LeBron. Please try to guard Rui Hachimura. Fucking really hot you more dropping 20, 15, and 10 on, on, on or 20, 20, 15, 20 points, 15 points, another 15 points on your head in three games. I, 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 it's, it's funny. It really is funny. You want to talk shit? You better be able to back it up. And this Memphis Grizzlies team, it's a, it's not, uh, newsflash, it's not a parade inside your city.
0: Sorry. No, I think um, but we're good Good on that now. I know your prediction for the Nuggets game because that's where we're moving next, so I won't necessarily ask you for that. But this Clippers-Sun series, obviously Phoenix is now up 3-1. It's going to take a lot of effort, and I don't know, is Kawhi playing again for the Clippers? Or is he Kawhi is right?
1: out game four. And look, this is the Russell Westbrook show. Russell Westbrook dropped oh, 37 in game three. He, he dropped, uh, I, know the third, I think it was 35 in game two. Um, this Look, Clippers are in trouble. In my opinion, I think the Clippers are, like I said on, on Thursday show, Clippers are a deeper team. Kawhi scares me more than than, than Kevin Durant. Yeah, I said it, but the dude can't stay healthy. <laughs> Plain and simple, he doesn't. Like, like I said, one of the biggest "what ifs right now in basketball is what if Kawhi ne- ne- would have never got injured at any point, because Kawhi fully healthy might be a top five greatest player of all time, top ten, because the way how good he is defensively, how good he is offensively, and how much he wills teams to, to NBA championships. Plan simple. So look, Clippers are in trouble. Clippers are in trouble. You go down 3-1. I mean, I mean, you do have Chris Paul over there who's 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 lost a couple 3-1 series. You have uh Kevin Durant who's also lost a couple 3-1 series leads. So by any means, the series isn't over. Um and, but but it it would not look good. It would not look good. And and we may be talking, I think there's a very good chance on Thursday's show we talk about this. This, this Suns not second second matchup is, is it will be the main topic because that it's going to be it's going to be fun, is all I'm gonna say. Because, yeah. because the, I cannot wait to just to, to shut up all the Phoenix fans that said, Oh, we beat you fair and square. When they literally have had to, they've gotten to win series where they haven't had to face Kawhi or Paul George, they had they didn't have to face they didn't have to face uh, Anthony Davis with the Lakers, they didn't have to face uh um they didn't have to face Jamal Murray. They didn't have to face uh, uh, everybody of uh, everybody. They've had the best injury luck I have ever seen in the playoffs. And look, injury luck plays in the playoffs; it absolutely does. But this three-year span of fucking injury luck will fucking come to an end when they play the Denver Nuggets in the second round. Plain and simple, okay? So, so I, I, I would love, I would, I would relish at the opportunity to play them.
0: Here's my charge for you. If it is the Phoenix series, I want you to find, cause I know that you have friends from your college days out in Arizona. Get us somebody that you know would be a good guest as the that's a Suns fan that we mean, can I, break I, down that I, I series for.
1: Jonah's wife because Jonah's wife. That's is from yeah. Spurs. I was I was that, gonna. Uh, I just uh, didn't want to say cause t- yeah. I've, go get. I've, I've, I've been talking shit and there's a good chance that I, I may co- go out there for a game. So so I will be at game one and two. There's there's zero yeah. no doubt about that. I have nothing getting in the way of that. Um But there may be a chance for game three and four where I, Nugs and four would be very very funny, very very funny to happen.
0: But I do want to I want a Phoenix person on just like we did last year with the the NBA finals. We should start finding at least one person or maybe one other show that has vested interest in the other side, because I think that's a good, good thing. So if it's Nuggets, Suns, let's make sure that we have somebody from the Suns perspective. I think I have a buddy, too, that. If uh, Jonah's wife isn't available, we can we can ask my my old punter. From uh, I do college. I do
1: have a lot of Suns fans friends. I yeah. if, uh, I'm telling you right now, I would I would relish the opportunity to win that series. I very much would. And look, they should after being up three one, they should finish this in five. Like, it should be over. I'm I'm sorry. They're not up 3-1 currently, but I would be – if they lose game four without Kawhi and and without Paul George and Russell Westbrook goes out there and beat you game four, you have bigger fish to fry, buddy. (laughs) So knock yourself out. Go fuck around and play a seven-game series with with, uh, the Clippers.
0: Now that we've talked about all the games, what else did you have on the NBA playoffs that you wanted to touch on? Because I think well, well, that we're, yeah, we're close to Denver wrapping Nuggets. this thing up. So
1: let's, let's talk about this game four and the Denver Nuggets because we haven't touched on that at all. Let's break
0: down game four and give our predictions. That's right.
1: This, this series should be down in four. These I I hate to be a dick and, and I may be sounding like an asshole, but these bums don't deserve to breathe the same air as us. Rudy 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 Gobert. Uh, um, like I said, you trade for a guy. Stop one guy, <laughs> and you can't stop him. Plain and simple. This 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 Timberwolves team think that this Timberwolves fan base, this Timberwolves team, think that they're, they're so entitled to everything. Carlton Towns is, is the worst number two start, number two guy on an NBA playoff team this year. I, I, I I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. He has been a a absolute snooze fest, and there's a very good chance he gets traded this offseason because this playoff performance we in this three games so far will be four after tonight. One thing you realize is that the team needs to be built around Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Plain and simple, you should go out and try to trade Carthy Towns to possibly Portland or possibly one of these teams that think that, that think that they can upgrade with around their young stars still, and just go off the of Go Bear and go off of Anthony Edwards because Go Bear, as much as shit as I give him, he's a great defensive presence inside, and, and Anthony Edwards has shown he's the star. He's a star. He's a star in the making plan simple. Dropping back to back 35 plus point games. It's, it's, it's gonna to be tough to beat him in four, but I think that they should beat them in four playing simple. Because the Denver Nuggets right now aren't getting production from Jokic offensively. They aren't necessarily getting points off offensively from game game three and one from Jamal Murray offensively. You're getting production from that third X Factor that I talked about all season long. It was the Michael Porter Jr. X Factor. It's that third guy to step up, be like, oh shit. Jamal's Jamal's not having a night. Joker's not having a night. Oh fuck. We can go to we can go to Michael Porter Jr., who fits in perfectly to his role. I I, I this series should be done in four. Plain and simple. That's how confident I am. And it's not done in four. It's a gentleman's sweep Congrats. We gave you one game. And it's over in five. Plain and simple. Minnesota is not, it's not. They, they aren't mentally there with Denver Nuggets. They, they are what the Denver Nuggets were in 2019, I want to say. 20, 2018, whatever it was. With those always, years
0: that Dame always took us to, like, Game 7 in the first yeah, round. Yeah,
1: exactly. Game 7, You almost, and you go to Game 7 with San Antonio in 2019 as well. Like it, mm-hmm. It's so serious that you're like, yeah, this team ain't ready. It's got good players. got a good foundation. The team's not ready. Minnesota? You're not mentally ready. You're not physically there ready. And there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made because that that team is not built to win the, in these playoffs. Plain and simple. And Carly Towns may be the, the epicenter of that. You traded all this capital for Rudy Gobert. You really did. You traded all this capital for Rudy Gobert. So you're not going to trade him. So the likely guy will be number 32 because what he's performed in this playoff so far, yeah, no. Greatest shooter all Greatest big man shooter of all time, my ass. Um, get, a, get him out here. He he he, he touches nothing Dirk. So I, I Minnesota, you yeah, had yeah, fun, and, and look, it was funny. It was funny. They they were arguing about foul calls game three, Jimmy. I don't know if you saw the free throw count, but it was thirty seven to thirteen, <laughs> and we and we won by twelve. <laughs> that that's, that that was the free throw dis- discrepancy. That's a that's a free throw discrepancy a few years back that the Nuggets wouldn't have been able to to, to overcome. This team is such 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 well balanced, such such team first mentality that it doesn't bother them at all. That that Jokic doesn't shoot a free throw at all in two straight games, Coley, or sorry, in game three probably won't, and, and only shot two free throws, I believe, in game three in game two. Like like it, it's it's something that. As many times Jokic gets to the buck, he doesn't shoot free throws. And here you are complaining about getting 37 free throws. And the refs are on your bad side. Because that's the problem. Because don't look at your own guys. Don't look at Go- Gobert getting five fa- averaging 5,000 fouls a game this series, fouling out once, almost fouling out twice. And don't look at currently Towns who are averaging nine to ten points a game these two, three games. Don't look at that. Blame the refs for your for your debacle. Blame all that. So I right, look Denver Nuggets finish these bumps off before they get, get, get move on right the more rest you can getting into the phoenix versus or clipper series more than likely phoenix series the better off you will be because like i said rest is massive in the playoffs look what the avs say right you get yeah. you, you slap two series in the playoffs that only playing what was it um 18 games or, or 20, games 20, games. 20 games total was massive 20 games total was massive it's absolutely yep. massive for the for the for the length of longevity you, where you want to get to. So get these bombs off the court, run them, run through their asses tonight. Pause on that, run through them tonight, and, and, and look forward to the future. Because I like said Minnesota Timberwolves' goal this off season, or this season was to beat the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets' goal this season to win the NBA championship. Move on, get rid of these bombs.
0: It's time to get out of it. We have championship banners up in our rafters for a reason. I know the Nuggets don't have them, but. It's seeming like this is the time, so I'm excited for it. I think the Nuggets take care of business tonight. We're talking about their second round matchup when we come back for our show. And, and look, it's next not Thursday. panic
1: time. If it's not panic time, they lose. I, I still think it's panic time, and they lose the game five. They lose back to back. Then we start panicking. But I, I think if they look. You gotta win either four or five. I'd be happy in four. I'd be ecstatic in four. I'd be happy in five.
0: I agree with you. Um, one more time, real quick, shout out for our sponsors of today's episode. Row One Brand, brand.com Use code VSP15, fifteen percent off everything in the art gallery, and/or if you're buying one of the watches, use code VSN20. You get twenty percent off any watch. Uh, we also had uh, our merch store, so we had release shirts for both the Nuggets and the Avalanche playoff runs. It only takes sixteen for the Nuggets. Joke is on you, or excuse me, joke is on you for the Nuggets. It only takes 16 for the avalanche. Be sure to check that out. Bonfire.com backslash variety dash sports dash network and uh, get some new merch. Mine are coming in soon. You'll see me rocking them on the podcast. Uh, Make sure that we get those. It it helps out the variety sports network and it helps us out as a podcast as well. Uh, I will be on tomorrow night for the NHL recap show. I'm sure Nico, you and Darren are getting some NBA recaps, uh, scheduled and lined up anything else you want to say before we send everyone off from this bonus episode and we'll be back on our normal uh thursday this upcoming week
1: knocking on wood right now things are going well so far like i said things are going well so keep up the keep up the momentum for both teams and let's let's uh let's get both teams in the second round I'm
0: looking forward to it. Both teams get into the second round. Make sure you follow us at FEO pod, all of our social media, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure that you continue to follow along throughout the playoffs. We'll be doing a multiple episode uh, weeks as we continue on until it doesn't make sense to do so. We'll have NFL draft coverage coming up for you on Thursday. Make sure you follow wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a five-star rating, help us out, help the variety sports network out as well for myself, Jimmy Plotto, my co-host, Nico Bryant. This is your bonus playoff edition. We will see you guys next Thursday.
1: Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.